You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod with a dynamic duo of Blaze and Meech, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific uber dykes, which you can call us studs. This week, we're taking a glance at relationships through the lens of growth and maturity and developing an appreciation for the dynamic ways we can love and be loved. Now let's get into it. Meech, drop the beat. in the pod good people you already know it's me blaze and the homie meach this week we're approaching the boundaries of amore from a different angle this topic was too big to cover in one show so we're breaking it down into a two-part episode filled with laughs and enlightenment on the many paths there are to love but before we break it on down let's give a quick shout out to our continuously growing pod all the time network fam and the newest member of the team the heart talk welcome welcome so meach what's the haps with you this week this week has been stressful, man. Work is killing me. I thought that, you know, I was breezing through it. But uh, whenever I'm in the office, it's like people act like they forget how to use their computers. Mm. I mean, it's 2020, people. Like, you got to know where the start button is. Like, seriously, I'm sure. I don't care how old you are. You've been working in a business for, like, 20-something years. You don't know where the start button is. But, um yeah, they just been stressing me out with stupid stuff. You know, like I have big projects that I'm trying to work on ever since um, my coworker got laid off. And I can't focus on the projects when people can't figure out how to do shit that they've been doing daily for forever. So anyway, that's that's been work. But um, uh, Wifey came out this weekend with the kids. We were able to go on like a little quick outdoor hike which was fun the kids complained the whole time but they needed some air being quarantined you <laughs> yeah, know yeah yeah so yeah. it was fun you know it was it was cool because there were it was it's nature and there weren't a lot of people around so we were able to actually get out and breathe some fresh air and get some exercise in yeah that was that was fun that was like the highlight of the that's week. weird I, I just don't for whatever reason equate new york with fresh air <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we actually had to go upstate so it was like an hour hour and 15 minutes away yeah, yeah that, the, the part of new york that's canada <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah um well my week pretty yeah works a little been a little stressful but at the same time i did start working out again um and cooking and doing all that good stuff that goes along with trying to be consistent with uh lifting again so that's a good thing like it feels good i hate i hate doing it when i'm doing it but afterwards like i love that that pain (laughs) afterwards for whatever reason yeah (laughs) yeah so um that's been pretty pretty helpful um with dealing with stress and you know mental and just like blasting the music loud and and moving get the moving and stuff um our little baby, our little puppy had her surgery. So that's, she's been a handful. <laughs> I mean, after the surgery, baby to the utmost. Um, so, and, you know, she can't like do a lot of things for the first two weeks. She got that cone on her head. So, <laughs> so um, it's been a lot of adjustments because she wants to jump and play and she's not, she's not allowed to. And we got the clearance to dig the hole. So nice. <laughs> mission hole in the ground is uh is about to commence. <laughs> so let's see. 
Listen, how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> man, <laughs> I just keep looking at that space and I'm like, we, I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> but we shall see. <laughs> um, but I mean, now that everything's opening back up, um, I'm really, really, really ready for the end of this, this thing. I just don't know if I'm ready to be running out there. Right. For it to, uh, to be open. I'm not going to be jumping into crowded spaces, but I'm ready for right. something to happen. Yeah, know? I know. Like, I'm anxious to not, I don't know. I, anxious is the wrong word, but um, I'm just ready for things to get back rolling, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's affected so much stuff, and yeah, it's just still still going on and still crazy. And I just don't trust it, even though everything is opening, opening up. So, there you go. Yeah. But on a better note, joining us... For this week's episode is Brooklyn Wright, who we will meet a little later. Uh, right now, we're leading off with a segment affectionately named Poppin' Peas. And in this segment, we are celebrating our community by highlighting various masculine-presented women of color that are making or have made moves and are making us seen. This week, we're shining the spotlight on a true trailblazer in the queer people of color movement. It is our honor to pop one for Jewel T. Williams. For those of you that don't know, Jewel opened what is considered as the first black LGBT club in Los Angeles back in 1973. She took it upon herself after facing endless discrimination from other bars in the area due to her appearance to create a space that was welcoming to all. In 2018, Ava DuVernay's distribution company, Array, and Netflix teamed up to release Jewel's Catch One, a documentary celebrating Jewel as a pioneer. Not only does it highlight the success that comes from persevering, this documentary reflects the importance of finding a place to belong and feeling safe. Timeless interviews and recollections from some of Hollywood's elite, including Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Madonna, proved that Catch One was popping. Uh, Meech, have you ever? Um, do you have? Are you familiar with with Jewel T. Williams? Um, I have seen her her name before, and I knew that she opened up one of the first um, Black LGBT clubs, but I had no idea there was a documentary on Netflix. So I definitely want to check that out. You know, I like to pay homage and 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 actually do my research and know about people who paved the way for us, you know? Yeah. That's why I found it interesting when I was looking for things to watch, um, on, uh, Netflix Mm -hmm. and I came across that. And it's funny though, because like I watched it, I watched it without wifey. (laughs) I watched it without wifey. So when, when we went to watch something on Netflix and it was under my, my account or whatever, it showed, (laughs) it shows catch one and that's all it shows. So she was like, catch one. What is this? Like, she thought it was like some kind of porno type. Oh lord! Just like Jewel catches one. Like, what is she catching? Like, she catching a nut? I'm just, what are you watching? I'm like, this is Netflix, first of all. But yeah, so that that was funny. But that's gonna do it for popping peas this week. We hope you um, enjoyed that little tidbit of information. We're not only ratchet; we have a little righteous, righteous, and this as well. A tad. Yeah, it's just a tad. Um. Before we kick off our next segment, let's introduce our guest, Brooklyn Wright, who is the owner-operator of Boy Society, which advocates for and celebrates queer and trans people of color. Brooklyn is an experienced entrepreneur, a knowledgeable investor, and unapologetically queer. Brooklyn, why don't you bless the listeners with your brand of hello? Oh, I mean, I think you hit it. That was perfect. <laughs> that, that, is, that is who I am in a nutshell. I'm just happy to be here. We would like to say thank you for joining us first and foremost, and we do appreciate you joining us here on Two Studs in a Pod. Um, 
I guess we're gonna break from our normal uh, our normal uh, game plan because uh, before we started recording, Brooklyn really um, put us on to some interesting information that we would like to talk about. Yes, so, sir. This this week we're gonna be getting into relationships because <laughs> I think we have all kinds of relationships going on on the podcast today. So I mean, as many of you guys know, Misha and I are in. I'm in a a serious long-term relationship. She's in a new long-term relationship with Brooklyn. I think you got us beat <laughs> by far. <laughs> yes. I have been with my wife for 20 years in July. It, well, it'll be 21 years this July coming up. Uh, and yeah, we got into it. Like in, in 21 years, you learn a lot about relationships and love. And it was funny because I mentioned I was, <laughs> I had been with my wife 21 years and Blaze, your initial response was on and off. <laughs> yeah, like, <I'm, laughs> like straight through. Like 21 years straight through. Which, yeah. Which I thought that was super hilarious as if we don't do straight through relationships. Uh, but no, of course, I think like anyone else, we have had some on and off. We have done some, you know, we were together for five years, definitely did a breakup. Uh, we're together another four or five years and then split for a year and a half. Um, and then got married. We've been, we've been married now for almost 10 years and, and we did open our relationship up two years ago. Uh, and so that made, that made it very interesting of a conversation, I guess. Yes. Because I just, I mean, just me being me and knowing how I am, the concept of, I mean, first of all, being with somebody for 21 years is like, even on and off, you know, not, not straight, but like just that woman that's had your attention and your heart and all of your intention, you know what I'm saying? For 21 years, that's, that's a lot because I think about my age and all of the women that I've experienced <laughs> in my time. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't know until now I couldn't foresee spending 21 years with anybody going on off and on, you know what I'm saying? So that was, that was kind of a, yeah. Heart my longest there. relationship was like two years so my girl now is like counting down like damn corona doesn't count i get to extra you know extra eight months because we haven't seen each other in like two months so yeah that's wild i can't imagine that yeah i mean i'll be honest i definitely didn't imagine it when we met when i was 17 right, right? how did like, you guys meet how did you meet we met online in a chat room in oh. 19, in nineteen ninety nine, right? Oh my god, was it AOL? Yeah, you know, I, it was. It was actually it was called Sisters, so it was it was a chat oh. room for okay. for black lesbians. Okay, uh, and her name was Shorty B Hot. Oh my god, you uh, the name and everything. Of course, of course, she still has that email to this day. Oh, uh, my name was Butch Queen. We gonna we gonna let the, we just gonna leave that there, but that oh. is true. <laughs> um, oh, no. And we just like it was we just caught each other's attention and we started emailing back and forth. It was the senior year. I was in summer school right before my senior year in high school. And we like we had to exchange pictures in the mail. Like that's how long ago it was. You mean like oh, mail, wow. mail, like snail mail? Snail mail. Like we oh. had to send a picture in the mail. There was no like you couldn't send pictures or email at that time. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely a different time, but we bonded in a way that I don't, I don't think people get to bond now because the internet's so fast and things move so quickly. Like 
we used to watch movies on the phone. Like, like it was so long ago, we used to have to have calling cards because she, she lived out of town. So there was no long distance. You had to buy a calling card for long distance. Like that's Damn. how long ago the shit was. It's fucking crazy. Yes. (laughs) But I mean, you know, we, like you said, we kept each other's attention. We bonded. We, we loved each other in a, in a way that you just, we didn't have the distractions of meeting each other, having other people around. Like we just, we love talking to each other. We love spending time together and, you know, we just didn't stop doing that. Uh, Yes. Yeah, for real. I mean, um, it's, I mean, obviously you love to hear it and you love to see it because people, you know, yeah, U-Haul, you bring the U-Haul on the second date, but how often do you bring the U-Haul like in three weeks when you're, you know, moving your stuff out too, you know? So, um, totally. yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of incredible to, to think about. So now you've made it 21 years and then, um, were you always living, um, where you live now? Like, no, what's no, 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 no. So we're in California now. So when we met, I was in Delaware and she was in Nebraska. Oh my uh, God. That's a culture yeah. shock for you, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, tell me about it. Um, I actually, so I, she is older than me. So I graduated high school and then moved to Nebraska. And that was, you know, we didn't even see each other face to face for our first eight months. Right. So like Meech, you talking about it's been you've been in a relationship eight months like that. We hadn't even met during that time. So we just talked on the phone, did our thing, uh, whatever. And then once we met, it was like we were just kind of inseparable at that point. And so I moved to Nebraska, which we stayed there for 10 years. Uh, and then we moved to California, you know, about what is it in the, my 30th birthday in 2011. Damn, Nebraska. What was that like, right? Nebraska was dope. I used to throw big ass lesbian parties in Nebraska. So, Uh, me and, uh, uh, yeah, 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 they had nothing else to do. So, we were. Right, I'm like, you would have to be the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we were the party. We'd have 250 people coming out and just partying and kicking it. So, you know, I mean, I've I've always been good at building community and, and making a way. Uh, for people to hang out so yeah I've always had fun no matter where I am that's that's yeah that is dope like me said me how do you feel like hearing like as new as your relationship is and then here against her 21 years and all that like right. how do you feel you feel like you're just a baby right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm new to this but I'm not you know um I don't think you know 10 even five years ago that I would have thought I could be in a relationship that long but you know I guess it's it's who you meet and when you meet them right because now I feel like this relationship could last you know so it's it's inspiring I guess to hear that you know you were able to make it that long because you know Blaze your relationship is probably the longest lesbian relationship I know of that has made it because I know a lot of people that did the marriage thing and ended up getting divorced or, you know, somebody ended up stepping out. So uh, it's, I don't know, it's inspiring to know that, like, you know, when it really works, when y'all really fit together, that it could last that long. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not easy, right? It's a commitment. It's just like, you know, and I think historically she was a lot better at it than me. Um, One just- You think it's because your age difference? 
Well, one, yeah, because she was older, but two, her parents were together for 60 years, right? My mom, single mom, I had never, you know, I didn't know what a good relationship looked like. Um, And she's just built like that. Like, my wife is fucking solid. Like, yeah, when you meet my wife, you'll know, like, she's one of the sweetest motherfuckers on the planet. Um, But she's also just committed to doing things and doing things well. And I think that's really paid off for us, right? What's her like, sign? What's her What's her sign? She's a Leo, but she's right on the cusp of Virgo. Okay. Um, and yeah, I know. I don't know why it works, but I'm an Aries. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it does work really well. Um, but it's yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So when y'all get into it, y'all getting into woo, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Lord, we can we yeah. can beef over breakfast, but. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> But we're also just really solid. Like, both of us are extremely loyal. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes maybe loyal to a fault, right? Like, if I ask her, I'm sure she, you know, there's definitely times that we could have, should have possibly broken up. Um, but we've always just had each other's back, and it always seems to lead us back to each other no matter what. And I think now we've just gotten to a place that, we're so comfortable just being two planets orbiting around the same sun, right? Like I think when you're in a younger relationship, y'all try to act like you're one planet or you try to merge those two lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Now we just rolling, right? Like, yo, she orbits, I orbit. When we see each other, it's, hey, you sexy, right? And we just keep orbiting and keep going. like Yeah, just trying not to crash into each other, right? That's it. That's it. Big bang. Giving the food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. That's kind of like how, how my partner and I are. Like, it took a while for us to get there and a little adjustment, especially on my end. But the same the same case, you know, um, she's older than I than I am. She's more experienced in life, just period, because I've been free, you know, this free spirited person. I didn't have the responsibility of children or anything like that to, like, kind of tame me in that aspect. And so I've just been living my life, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then here comes this grown ass woman that, you know, had her was taking care of other people and responsible for them and knows how to do that. And it's just like bossy in her own her own right. And she's a Virgo and I'm an Aries, so you know, she kinda like, yes. <laughs> she keeps All right, maybe that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that so, works. Yeah, I mean, and and like again, like you said, like it took me you know, she was patient enough to to just roll with me no matter what. And I think that is the thing that I couldn't let go of, right? Especially like, with you being an entrepreneur, do you think that that was like, um, like part of it? Because you yeah. were like such a steady income type person. I don't know, you know, like a nine to five. Well, I think she's always loved that. Like when we met, I was not an entrepreneur, right? Like when we met, I mean, I've always done entrepreneurship, right? Like, uh, I mean, when we met, she just, it was just fun. Like, so I mm-hmm. think, I think I do keep it exciting. You know what I mean? In the fact that it's, it's never, you never quite know what you're going to get. Right? right. And I think that that kind of works for her. <laughs> right. Like, toes, you know, right? box of yeah. chocolates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, we moved to California. A job wanted me to move out here and they were like, yeah, cool. You can come. I want you here, but I need you in three weeks. 
Uh-huh. Right. So in three weeks, I wrap her up, tie the the dog and the cats, rent a U-Haul, and we're shifting all the way across to California. Oh my! Uh, you know where? So if yeah, if you like excitement, I'm probably not the worst partner to have, right? <laughs> um, but then again, too, I was in a motorcycle accident in 2016, and she had to watch me relearn how to walk. Right? Like oh, wow. she had to. She carried my wheelchair around from place to place to place. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, she's just. She, she's very solid and she's also very nimble i would have to say because yeah i do i do keep it flexible for sure <laughs> i mean like you said it keeps it exciting you know that's how you last for 21 years you know right yeah for sure yeah. for sure and then i think also just being able to have her back too she's a hip-hop artist she's you know she's a person who really likes to do her own thing and have her own identity uh, and so I've I've enjoyed watching her be different people. I think that's the thing that you learn about being, you know, biologically, your body is different. All your cells in your body is different every seven to eight years. So I've literally seen her be three different people. You know what I mean? Her hair's been different. Her heart's been different. The way she sees life's been different. And so it took us a while to understand and really just appreciate the change, I think, in relationships. Speaking of change, (laughs) since you mentioned (laughs) the the open relationship situation, like how did that come about and how is that? (laughs) Um, The open relationship thing is complicated. Mm. And I think, I know, especially as studs and masculine identified folks, we see that as a opportunity, I think, to be frivolous as a lot of times. But it really is, it uh, it forces you to grow up in a way and really see how you are as a lover to different people. Because what worked for my wife didn't at the time work for my girlfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think also it required me to swallow my pride, too, and also understand that my wife would have her own needs with her Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And a lot of times I think, you know, we like to see that shit as as if that's going to be a one sided conversation. Right. But no, like when she was upset and when her girlfriend upset her, like she brought that home. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. could see that. And, and, you know, having the How did that make you feel, though? Like, when you can see her being so upset because of somebody else in that, in that intimate type of way that somebody can make you upset that you care about? Well, I mean, it sucked at the time. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's, it is, again, it takes, I think open relationships take a level of maturity that we are just not used to. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to, it took, you know, it took us, I think, a long, a, a, it took us some time to really appreciate the fact that someone else can love your partner in that way mm. and that they can share a bond that is healthy for them. Right. And that that can be OK. And it doesn't it doesn't take away any of the love that's there for you. Right. And I think that because historically we've seen relationships as forms of possession, especially Mm -hmm. in black and brown communities that Mm -hmm. that's, you know, we don't know. We, that's not healthy. It's not healthy to own someone in that way. 
and so, yeah, I love that we do radical love. Uh, and we, you know, we decide we have control over when that relationship is open and when it isn't and what those, you know, you set your own rules and your own boundaries. Uh, and then you fuck it up. You fuck it up a few times. Let's just be real. That is, you just mess it up sometimes. Uh, so I think it also takes a lot of forgiveness um, in order to do it right. Period. Um, I mean, this sounds like a like we're asking so many questions, but I'm just interest, interested. Yeah. Like, was the decision uh, to go into an open relationship because you guys thought you might break up and this was like an alternative to breaking up? So that I you, think, um, I think subconsciously it definitely might have been right. Like I had just come out of my motorcycle accident. Uh, I really needed to get out into the world and kind of really mm. discover myself. Keep in mind, I have been with the same woman since I was seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, I am much older than that, and I don't even have a concept of what it looks like to be on my own or to really make other connections. Um, and, and so I think at the time it very well could have been, even though that was not necessarily the conversations that we were having. Um, and so it, it did not break us. However, surprisingly, I think it got close. It definitely got close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think it also just allowed us to see each other through different eyes again Mm. too. Right. And to understand how important our connection was to each other. I mean, I can see where you're coming from the point of like coming out of the, the act, the accident. I didn't have something as quite as life threatening happen to me where I had to relearn everything, but um, I had to lose like a bunch of weight and things like that. And coming out of that, seeing myself in a different way, like I was cut up and I was just like looking different and attracting different kind of, kind of women. It just like did make me think, I need to go get his body a test run and see, you know what I'm saying? What I could, <laughs> what I could do. And um, yeah. <laughs> I was in a relationship at the time and, and, and that relationship took, you know, the blows that it took and it ended because I think behind that, that thought, but had I been older, maybe it would have been a different and more mature than um, maybe it would have been a different type of thing, but you know, everything happens for a reason. I am where I am because it happened the way it happened. <laughs> But at the same time, that was my, now that I look back at it, I feel like that was that, you know, like I'm, I, I'm feeling myself now and I, I want to go out and, and yeah, you know, like meet new people and have a different, um, I have a different view on, on aspects of, of um, like relationships and my relationship that I was in at the time. Uh, Misha, have you had any experience along that? Me? Like, that um, yeah. No, nah, because I've, I've never really been in a serious relationship like that, you know? So I just always kind of, I guess I'm the opposite of you guys. I've always been doing my own thing. So I've never really experienced what it's like to have somebody hold me down. Um, Mm -hmm. except for, you know, my girl that I'm with now, which is like totally different for me, you know, like I ended up having to leave, you know, Miami on short notice and I came back here and I felt like my life was in shambles, you know, like my family and everything is back here, you know, so I still have my support system, but it wasn't what like the path that I had planned out for myself, you know, all my goals that I had set, everything that I had in motion got thrown up in the air. And then I came here and like this woman that I met was like my piece, you know, mm-hmm. and she's been supportive since day one. And I like, that was brand new to me, you know, and that 
in all the, you know, situationships, relationships, women that I've encountered, it, I've never really experienced that, you know, except, you know, my, my first girlfriend, who's my best friend now, but that's a different type of dynamic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for her to be, you know, a supportive partner in everything that I'm doing right now, you know, for it to be young, you know, we're a little over a year into the relationship. And she, te- you know, like I was saying, she teases, like she only got like nine to 11 months left or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, this is a keeper. Like, I don't, you know, you don't find women like that, or at least in my experience that are there to support you, that are there to hold you down that, you know, I could talk to about whatever. So to me, that's, that's different. You know, I'm not, I'm on the other side of things, I guess, from you guys. Well, no, I think that's very accurate, right? It's, it's hard to build connections, especially as an adult. And as we continue to build, I think I agree wholeheartedly. When you find someone that's really good for you, like you keep them, you hold on to them no matter what it takes. Uh, and you let it be what it is. Like even I think, you know, we're at such an elevated level now that I feel like a lot like Jada and Will, right? Like, no, I'm mm-hmm. we don't even I'm not even sure you can call it marriage. Like it's it's such a partnership that no matter what happens. I know that motherfucker has my back and I have her back in return. And I do think that that's, you know, I got lucky. I found it at 17, but I think if you find it, no matter when you find it, you should hold on to that shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Trust me. I, I know that's why I went ahead and bought the Snatch ring and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, put a ring on it and all that shit. Like, it just, it was what it was. Because it was a different experience. It was a different feel to it altogether. We, even though we did, like, sometimes similar things, you know, when you're dating, dating is dating. You know, you go out to dinner, you go to do this, you do that. And in the gay community, you go to the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just part of it. And, um, you know, if you could f- find somebody to vibe with outside of those things on a consistent basis. And who you just feel like, to me, is like somebody who makes you feel like you need to level up. Because right. they are already, you know, like you got to get your shit together or else you could lose her because she can do so much better than you, <laughs> better than you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and it definitely gives you a reason to, right? Like not that, yeah. you know, I was always the type of, I love personal growth regardless. Uh, but this was a person that I knew I could share those things with. And that it wouldn't be taken for granted. It wouldn't, there was nothing I could tell her that was super weird, right? Like mm. when I was 21 and, you know, I like she could go into the club. I couldn't go in the club when we met. Like, you know what I mean? Like I could tell her things about what I wanted to experience in life and it wasn't weird and she didn't shame me for it. And, you know, I, I think that that kind of partnership, friendship, relationship is just, I do think it's odd. It's or rare because people the I think people always they don't have ulterior motives, but people just aren't as flexible, right? Like they want what they want and they're not they're not always willing to see you outside of what fits in their little box. Right. Yeah, I mean I wholeheartedly agree with what you said, you know, people have certain expectations and if you don't fit in that box then you know, maybe you think a little different or you have different ideas or you, you know, whatever it is, um, not everybody's willing to accept that, um, or even willing to compromise with whatever it is. So I think when you find somebody, that's, that's what, 
that's what made me hold on to my my girl right now, you know. Cause I I could yeah I have I have crazy thoughts you know I'm always reading something crazy or coming up with new ideas like I'm you know I'm always thinking like I'm always ready to try something different and always find ways to make money or to do something you know exciting so it takes a lot to to deal with a person like me and uh, I've been rejected so many times from past relationships I'm told that I was crazy and you know what I mean not really supported so. That's, what and like your ideas yeah. for trying to for your personal yeah. growth or something? Yeah, exactly like my personal growth because you know I I believe in the signs and I believe in you know reading and just educating myself and trying new things, trying to learn financial um, freedom, trying to learn whatever it is. If I'm interested in it, I'm gonna learn about it. But um, I never really been supported. Like people look at me crazy, and they don't really understand where I'm coming from, or they don't even take the time to really understand what I'm saying or even uh you know just listen yeah that's it and and that's what they say they say you you just gotta find somebody who loves your weird you know what i mean yeah and, mm. and she loved my weird so i was like oh, okay <laughs> well, well i guess we'll be right here and and again because i was 17 i think i did take it for granted as as when i was younger right i was like oh this happens all the time Oh right? yeah, it's, yeah. It's only because I was able to date other people and have other experiences that I'm like, oh shit, this shit's fucking rare. How about I get my fucking shit together and sit the fuck down somewhere? Like, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is rare. Yeah. It took me a long time to find it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <it's>, know. <laughs> yeah, trust me. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just felt like I got. You know, I got I got lucky, definitely, and blessed, you know, to be in the situation that I'm in because I've had some past relationships that, oh, shit, I still look at them like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm grateful that I don't have any of the what was I thinking moments. Uh, I do also feel, I feel like I've done pretty well. Uh, I, I find dope people. Um, even though it does not work out for us. And and don't get me wrong, some of them were definitely quite weird. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate they're weird too. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're all just trying to figure it out. Life is fucking complicated. You yeah, know? there's no book, right? Like, none of us yeah. know what we're doing, really. Yeah. <laughs> don't come and, with and a manual. <laughs> yeah, and we don't always have the best teachers. You know what I mean? Like, yes. We're True. picking up the bullshit that happened to moms. We're picking up the bullshit that happened to pops. Like, you know, your grandma's telling you shit. Like, I think all of that matters. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, I try to just give people the space. I'm a huge lover of just intimacy with people, right? Like, I love making connections with humans and and loving people in general, uh and so yeah you know i think i think we could just have more love in the world in general and on that note we're going to end part one here be sure to join us next week when we continue the conversation on radical love in the meantime you can find us on ig and twitter at two studs in a pod for a behind the scenes look at life beyond the pod follow meach on ig at the homie meach and on twitter at homie meach and myself it's me blaze at it's.me.blaze on IG and it's me blaze too on Twitter. You can always hit us up on our socials or email with any question or comments at two studs in a pod at gmail.com. That's two studs in a pod at gmail.com. 
Two Studs in a Pod is streaming on major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and Overcast. Gratitude is always an attitude, so we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.